Welcome to the Quality Meet Scotland podcast. Industry updates and best practice to promote, support, develop and protect the Scottish red meat sector. Hello and thank you very much for downloading this QMS podcast. I'm Mark Stephen. In this edition we're going to be talking about sheep scab, what it is, how it's transmitted, how you diagnose it, what effect it has on the animals, how you can treat it and perhaps most importantly how you can try and prevent it in the first place. I'm joined today by Dr Stuart Burgess who heads up the Sheep Scab Research Group at the Morden Research Institute. About a year ago they developed a commercially available sheep scab blood test which can detect infected animals before they show any clinical signs and we'll get to that shortly. And Amanda Carson is a vet from the Animal Plant Health Agency. She leads the Small Ruminant Disease Scanning Surveillance Project. She's also the APHA rep on the Sheep Health and Welfare Group. Stuart, for a start, tell me, what is sheep scab? Scab is an infestation of um, of the sheep's skin with a a mite called Soroptes ovis. And uh, it's a little parasitic mite. Um, it's an ectoparasite, so it, it lives on the skin. It's not like a, a tick that, that feeds on blood. It simply uh, abrades the surface of the skin and deposits a number of allergens onto the surface of the skin, and that, that causes an allergic and an inflammatory reaction to begin in the sheep. And in response to that, the sheep uh, also produce a serous exudate, and that it's that exudate that, um, that the mites feed upon. An infestation might only start with one or two mites, but as they then reproduce on the animal, the lesion that they uh, that they develop will start to grow and expand, and therefore the reaction that the sheep are causing will grow and expand with them, and therefore the lesions get bigger and bigger, and the population of mites gets bigger and bigger as well. So the symptoms of the disease become more obvious the further into a, an infestation uh, that you get. Just describe the symptoms to me. The obvious symptom would be the presence of the lesions themselves. So that's a kind of dried, crusted area of skin. Quite often it can be, it can feel damp because the mites themselves produce, um, because they're, they're feeding on the skin, that serous exudate that the sheep produce in response to the mites causes a, a dampness to, to form in, in, the, in the fleece. So it can often feel quite flaky, but also quite damp as well on the surface of the fleece. And so you're looking first for those lesions. But again, they might not happen, you know, for a few weeks or even a month or two after the initial infestation. So really, the big obvious signs are going to be discomfort. So the the sheep looking uh, as if they're quite itchy, they're trying to scratch, they'll be turning their necks around trying to alleviate the itching that the the mites are causing. Um, And again, so you'll get those behavioural changes. But also in response to that itchiness, they will bite away at their flanks or wherever, wherever the lesions are. Could be the, the, the legs as well that they'll bite at and they'll pull out plucks of wool at the same time. And quite often that's the first indication that, that people will see that they've got a, a scab infestation in their flock will be pieces of wool and itchy, uncomfortable sheep. Amanda, what's been your experience of sheep scab as a vet? Well, we see outbreaks from time to time and they can be particularly 
awful. So they they range from, as Stuart's described, sheep with irritation and rubbing, through to animals in severe distress with um, loss of a large amount of, of wool and, and uh, developing poor body condition as well as a result of this intense irritation they've got. How do they pick it up in the first place? The, the mites live on the, the surface of the, the, the sheep's skin and they can be in the wool as well. So when sheep start scratching as a result of the irritation of sheep's gab, they leave behind little tags of wool on the places where they've been scratching. So that might be fences, it might be in uh, transport vehicles, in trailers, or it might be in handling pens. So anywhere that sheep that have got sheep's gab are rubbing and scratching, they can deposit infected wool that can then be picked up by the next sheep that comes past. I know that you are secretary of the Herdwick Sheep Society, and I know you were involved in a case study on a group of Herdwicks. Talk me through that. Well, because sheep scab can be picked up, as I've just described, in these tags of wool, there's often a, a suggestion that sheep that are grazing com- on commons, um, extensively managed sheep populations, are more at risk of, of being infested with, with sheep scab. And, and so... The Herdwick sheep breeders wanted to explore how infested their sheep were. Now, they're really good breeders. They, they really take care of their flocks. They, they manage them through routine dipping or, or treatments against sheep scab because they don't want them to have it. And so they're all of the opinion that they take these steps to prevent infestation with sheep scab and the sheep don't have it. But we wondered, was that really the case? because the treatments will only last for so long. And once the treatments have worn off, their preventive actions are no longer working. So was the potential for the sheep to become reinfested? So we we chose a group of farmers who all grazed within one valley. And there are seven different flocks of sheep that have access to those hills. So there's no fences. Therefore, there's potential contact between those different groups of sheep. They were all fit and healthy. None of them had any signs of sheep scab at all. You wouldn't have known. But we were able to use the tests that the Morden Institute had developed to demonstrate that actually five of those seven flocks had got sheep scab at very low levels, but it was there. And that unless the farmers were collaborating to treat them all at the same time, there was just going to be this continual low-grade circulation of sheep scab within those flocks. So we tested the sheep. We identified that five of the flocks had sheep scab. The farmers all treated them at the same time by agreement. And we tested them a month later. And we tested the same sheep and demonstrated from the modern uh, developed ELISA test that those sheep were in fact recovering. And what that led to was the farmers appreciating that if you're going to work collectively to reduce the impact of sheep scab, you all have to use these preventive measures at the same time. When you are testing, do you have to test every single animal? No, the beauty of this ELISA test is that you can sample, take blood samples from 12 sheep in a group. And that group could be a thousand sheep grazing on a hillside somewhere. You only need to sample 12 animals 
and you will be able to pick up if there is sheep scab within that group of animals. 12 doesn't seem like terribly many out of potentially, I don't know, 500 animals. The key here is by the, by the time you notice or you're seeing the signs of, uh, of an infestation, actually quite a large proportion of your flock can be infested at that time. And they might not all be infested, you know, to, to a very high degree. Some of them might only have, have been, you know, been hosting mites for a few weeks and not yet showing the, you know, the kind of overt lesions. So the key with the test is that it can pick those animals up before they show the signs of disease. And so the, the key here is if you have a group of, say, you know, a thousand, a, a thousand sheep, then by using the test and taking 12 from that, we've been able to show that 12 gives us a good enough representation of the whole flock. And that if we're then seeing positives in that group of 12, it is then reflecting the positivity of the flock overall. You've mentioned the ELISA test. I mentioned right at the start the fact that Morden had developed this, this blood test, essentially, Stuart. So talk, talk me through this. Describe it to me. What is it? It's been available for a couple of years now. We've been working on that for <laughs> obviously a lot longer than that. It probably took about 10 years to bring that to fruition. It's a pretty simple test. It, it, it picks up antibodies that the sheep are making. Um, the sheep generate the antibodies and they target a protein that the mite is producing. So the mite produces the protein. The sheep reacts to that, the presence of that protein by making an antibody and we're detecting the presence of that antibody in the in the blood. So it's a pretty straightforward test. It takes just a few hours to run, and I think that the companies that, that generate it are able to turn the results around in, in, in just a few days now. So it can, you can get the outcomes back pretty quickly. But the key with this test is that it's very sensitive, so we can pick up scab uh, very quickly and very early in an infestation. And it's also very specific, so it doesn't cross-react with other common uh, diseases of sheep that you might expect it to cross-react with. Things like Coryoptes infestations, uh, which is another common mite infestation, that doesn't react with the test. And also lice, which is, is probably the most commonly confused infestation between, between uh, lice and sheep scab. So, so the fact that the test doesn't react with that is really important. But I think the real power of this test is that it, it can pick up scab before you see those clinical signs of disease. And that, that's really important when it comes to controlling the disease, because if you can get ahead of that, then you, you actually stand a chance of nipping it in the bud, preventing it spreading from flock to flock. And that gives you a real, really important tool for control. How big a gap can there be between an animal picking up the mites and actually showing any symptoms? It can be weeks or even months, and, and it really depends on, on how that particular animal is responding to the mites. So some sheep will, will tolerate the mites relatively well, and the mites won't really proliferate very quickly on, on some sheep. In other sheep, they'll react very quickly. They'll produce, they'll, they'll over-respond, if you like, to the, um, to the presence of the mites, and they'll have a very overt reaction to the mites, and therefore the lesions will grow very quickly, and you'll get quite a, an obvious kind of uh, clinical uh, presentation. But, but more often than not, it's a slow process taking a good few weeks, lesions starting off, you know, really only about maybe a, a sort of five or ten piece, uh, ten pence coin, that sort of size, 
And then that will slowly develop into a, into a larger lesion, depending on how the individual animals are responding. But that can take weeks or months. And with the test, we can see that that can pick it up within, within about 10 days to two weeks of an infestation. And that's really important. But for all that time, when they're, when they're not visibly symptomatic, they are still potentially infectious. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, you know, the, it's a dose response. So if they've got fewer mites on them, they, they will therefore be a little bit less infectious to other sheep compared to an animal that has lots of mites and a large a larger lesion. But of course, they still represent a, 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 an infection risk to, uh, to the other animals in that flock and, of course, to, to the neighbouring flock. Let me check this. The ELISA test that you have is not, strictly speaking, a pen site test yet. You still have to send the blood samples away and get the answers back. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So at the moment, it's it's a lab based test. It uh, the samples get sent off. I say it gets it's generated. The test is run within uh, the day, and the results are usually available the next day. Then, what we are trying to do because I think that there is utility for a pen side test. Um, maybe not in every setting, but but actually you can start to see how you might use a pen side test. For example, in market settings where you really want to know there and then before you make a, a purchase or a decision um, whether those animals have, have been exposed to scab or not. So I think the Pensai test is, is important and that's why we have been trying to translate that, that ELISA, the lab-based uh, test, into a Pensai format. But we're not quite there yet, but we are, we are hopeful that, um, that that will come out in the next year. What is the treatment, Amanda, for sheep scab at the moment? There are two treatments that one can use. One is an injectable of a, a chemical called a macrocyclic lactone. These are more commonly known by, by farmers as ivermectins or moxidectins or cydectins. So they're, they're injectables. But there's a bit of confusion with the, the injectables because each injectable, you have to follow very carefully what's described on the data sheet. Some of the injections will treat sheep scab, but don't offer any protection. Other injections have to be given a certain period of time apart in order to offer protection. Some of the injections have to be given in a certain manner. For example, they have to be injected in the skin behind the ear. And, and so there's a, while there are quite a few of these different injectables, there's variation in how they treat and how they can prevent the disease. And of course, there's all the withdrawal periods that, that accompany um, treating sheep. The other option is OP dipping. That's organophosphate. That's right, organophosphate dips. And they're very effective because they, they not only target the sheep scab mites, but they also will get rid of any other external parasites like ticks and lice. So dipping offers more protection against more external parasites than the injectables give. Another thing that's worth pointing out is that the injectable treatments are not only used for treating or preventing sheep scab. They're also used in the control of intestinal parasite, that's gut worms. And one of the problems that we're finding is that the more these injectable treatments are used, the more the gut worms can develop resistance against those treatments and also 
we've now found that sheep scab mites are becoming resistant to these injectable treatments as well. So one has to be very careful when you're planning to treat sheep against sheep scab that the injectable treatment is effective because we are seeing more and more cases where there are populations of sheep that are infested with sheep scab mites that are now the mites have become resistant to those injectable products. If that's the pharmaceutical side of things, how important is bog standard stuff like fencing? Oh, yes. Well, of course, you know, to prevent um, bringing sheep scab onto the farm, you have to be very careful that you're not bringing it on either through bringing animals in that might be carrying infections. And that's why quarantining animals is so important. And of course, if you recently purchased some animals, you could avail yourself of this new ELISA test that was developed by the Morden Institute to give you peace of mind that those animals aren't infested with, with sheep scab mites. Also, as um, we were talking about the, the commons where there's no fencing and there's the potential for sheep to contact each other, those um, farms that have fencing need to be very careful that the fencing is adequate. There's no contact between their own sheep and any neighbour's sheep. And of course, there's always sheep that escape, aren't, aren't there? We had one uh, situation where a farmer had picked up some sheep that were wandering on the road. He put them into his sheep pens as a, a good neighbourly act. The farmer came and collected those sheep only later to discover that those sheep had been infested with sheep scab and had contaminated his sheep pens. So, yes, you, you need to prevent contact with any wool from animals. So that's either sheep to sheep contact or contact that animals might come into as a result of infested wool left on sheep pens, trailers, fences, that sort of thing. Stuart, I have a feeling I should probably have asked this question earlier, but how long can the mite survive off the animal? Yeah, it's a good question. The, the, the mites um, are very much tied to the host, which is the, 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 the sheep. So if they come off of the host, then they're very susceptible to drying out. They're, they're unable to maintain their own water levels. So um, as soon as they come off of the host, then they're in, they're in danger of drying out. So it can be a matter of hours before you start to see the mites dying once they come off of the host. Let's say a piece of wool has come off of, the, off of a, an infested animal and it's been rubbed up against a, a fence post. If it's a particularly hot day, you know, or, or a very windy day, then that, those mites could dry out very, very quickly. But if the conditions are perfect, let's say it's, it's relatively cold and it's fairly humid outside, then those mites can survive in that environment for probably a maximum of two weeks. So, so what we would always suggest is that you, you quarantine animals coming in for at least 16 days and then either test them at the beginning of quarantine or treat them if you think there's a risk that they are infested or if they're showing signs of, of, of infestation during that period. Amanda, sheep scabs an obvious animal welfare issue, but what about in terms of for the for the economics of the farm, productivity of the farm? 
Well, it, it can affect a flock in, in, in a number of different ways. So first of all, if, if sheep are constantly chewing and biting themselves, they're not eating. And so they can lose weight. Also, when, when sheep get severely infested, they can start eating their wool and then that doesn't digest easily and, and can lower their, their condition as well. But the biggest um, economic impact on farms, I think, is the cost of treating it. So a lot of farmers will, will administer one preventive or two preventive treatments a year as part of their routine management. And if they're using dipping, for example, they're also targeting the control of ticks and lice on their sheep as well. But when you get an outbreak and you have to treat all of your animals because you don't know where they've picked it up from or what contact there have been with different groups. Did they pick it up in the sheep pens? Was it on the fields? Then you have to treat everything and that can be very costly, not just for the cost of the, the treatments, either you know the injections or dipping, but it's the time as well that's involved in gathering those animals, putting them through the dips. And if it's not necessary, then that's a, a, a waste of money, isn't it? Stuart, I think I'm correct in saying that sheep scab is a notifiable disease in Scotland. Now, what difference does that make? The, the difference is fairly subtle. In Scotland, yes, it's notifiable. So if you have scab or actually if you suspect scab, then it's important that you, you then report that. How that differs to the rest of the UK, of course, because scab's a welfare disease. If you have scab, then, you know, then it then it's still important that you um, that you have that discussion with your with your vet and that you make sure that you're you're getting the correct treatment at the correct time. But I think the other aspect in Scotland is that perhaps it gives it um, more emphasis on controlling that disease because it is a notifiable disease and perhaps then people take the treatment of that disease a little bit more uh, seriously and I think that has in, in certainly in Scotland it's been notifiable for around 10 years now and I think it has helped us in Scotland but 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 by no means has it eradicated uh, sheep scab but I think it's certainly brought the disease to the fore in Scotland and has given us more impetus to try to control it. If I could just butt in there, for many farmers, it's seen as a bit of a stigma, isn't it? You know, you've got dirty sheep because you've got sheep scab. And, and I, I don't think that's really true. I think that it's, it's more important that we recognise that this is a wretched disease and there is something that we can do about it. And therefore, owning up that you've, you've got sheep scab in your flock and dealing with it promptly there shouldn't be any stigma associated with that and and you know it, it's something that we're really trying to raise awareness of so that we can get it under control not not point the finger at people or, or individuals to say you're not managing your sheep properly but let's control it and let's understand first how to identify it make sure you've got the correct disease and secondly that you're treating it properly Stuart, Amanda, thank you both very much for your time. Thank you. You're very welcome. That was Dr Stuart Burgess from the Morden Research Institute and Amanda Carson, a vet from the Animal Plant Health Agency. This has been a QMS podcast. I hope you found it useful. I'm Mark Stephen. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Quality Meat Scotland podcast. For news and to listen back to previous episodes of the podcast, visit qmscotland.co.uk
For Scotch beef, Scotch lamb and specially selected pork recipe videos and inspiration, visit www.scotchkitchen.com or follow Scotch Kitchen on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.